Hello again, everybody. Um, I probably should have included this in my previous podcast, uh, but I was kind of running short on time, and it is a slightly different but related topic about uh, how I'm doing games online. I think probably a lot of people, this has become a new thing for us, particularly with COVID. Um, you know, playing online is obviously have existed before COVID, but with, with the COVID thing and more fewer and fewer people getting together physically in, in person, I think more and more people have switched to their game gaming online. Uh, but I thought I'd talk about just the, 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 the tools I use, the digital tools, uh, to run games. So, and, and I've been running, uh, games online for, I mean, not quite five years, uh, I may have mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but about five and a half years ago, I had to relocate for work and um, moved about three hours away from where I was before and had a really good group of friends that I gamed with uh, in my my previous uh, hometown. So um, we were able to, through using Fantasy Grounds, continue to to play as a group. And we had a little lull while I moved and (laughs) learned how to use it. Um, And we've been playing pretty consistently since, though. and in the meantime, I, when I moved, I got into with a, with a local gaming group here through a friend I made at work, and uh, we were, of course, playing in person, but we've shifted a lot of that activity to online uh, through Fantasy Grounds as well uh, in, the, in the last several months. Um, and then I've got a couple other games I run. I just friends of my, 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 my wife and I have some friends, and we were I think we got together for, for a Christmas party a while back, not, not this past year, but the year before, uh, and someone said, um, you know, talked about they'd always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't you say so? I, you know, I'll, I'll teach you all about it. Uh, but because these are kind of all, you know, adults with jobs and kids, it, it, it was just more convenient for us to uh, play online on a Sunday afternoon than to try to get everybody together physically in one place to play. Uh, and then I got a game with, uh, we started with, with a, a friend of mine from that same group uh, for our kids. So we, we've got, I've got another group I run online again, just it's, it's more convenient that way. Plus, that's how kids do everything. Um, so we're so running that game and all of, the, all of these through Fantasy Grounds. So I, I've got uh, three active 5th edition campaigns through Fantasy Grounds. I've got a Traveler game through fantasy grounds it's kind of taking a hiatus through the holidays but we're about to gear up again here in a couple of weeks uh, that i run and then i I play in a second edition game that's run by i think i mentioned before my my friend dave um so so here's kind of the general way we set it up um so the the first tool is fantasy grounds obviously Uh, i really enjoy fantasy grounds of course some people prefer roll 20 and there are a couple other virtual tabletops, but I, I kind of get on Fantasy Grounds several years ago, and I'm just kind of stuck with it because now at this point I'm familiar with its tools and it, its rule sets, and you know it has its, its advantages and its uh, disadvantages compared to other virtual tabletops. Um, I think the big thing that kind of cr- people might cringe a little bit is it's not web-based. You actually have to download uh, the application onto your uh, computer. Um, but it works. It works fine for for both Windows and Mac. Used to be in the, in the in the early days, there was a lot of conversions you had to do to make it work on a Mac. But now you can just download a Mac version, and it, the install takes care of of all the the things that have to uh, do that. Um, so, but it is free for the players. 
um, fantasy grounds, uh, you, you can do a month to month or a yearly subscription, or you can just outright buy a license for a little bit more. And I found, you know, as, as much as I play D and D, even when I was just having had had one online game, the license paid for itself pretty quickly. So the the dungeon master uh, has to have the license. So the dungeon master also has to host it. Uh, a player can't host and then turn DM privileges over to whoever's going to run the game. The DM actually has to have the, the licensed copy of Fantasy Grounds on, on their computer. Um, um, but like I said, I found that it, it's paid for itself. And the new Unity version uh, has been in beta testing and finally coming out of beta testing. It's got a lot of nice features as well. So I, I enjoy Fantasy Grounds. That's what I would recommend uh, if you're a, a pretty avid game uh, role-playing uh, RPG gamer and want to play online pretty regularly. I, I would right now. That's still my I, what I recommend. Other people may feel differently, and and that's cool. I mean, you know, we we all have our own preferences. So, um, but I really like. I think for the for the cost and for the ease of use, it's got really. I find the the integration of of how you set up. There's a lot how you set things up to play a game is a lot smoother in Fantasy Grounds. I've kind of played around with Roll Twenty and a couple other, and there's a lot of hand entering macros and information versus in, in fantasy grounds it's just kind of there and it's just a drag and drop point and click way of setting things up uh, for most of this stuff so i think it's a little easier to use maybe a little steep steeper learning curve at first but but over time it becomes much easier to use and to add content pretty quickly so we, we use fantasy grounds fantasy grounds does not have any sort of video or voice feature the way roll 20 does of course roll 20s is notoriously for not being very good <laughs> so most people that do Roll20 do something like Zoom or Discord for their uh, voiceover. And same thing with us. We use um, Discord for our voice and video part of the of the, of the, of the online gaming. Um, when I tried, when we first started, we, tried, we used Skype at different times. We used um, Google Hangouts. Uh, I've never tried Zoom because Zoom cuts you off after about, I believe, 40 minutes unless you have a paid account. So, um, that you know, who, who, who games for 35 minutes? I mean, no, nobody does that. So, uh, But, you know, Zoom is not that expensive, so it, it probably would work. I know from using Zoom at work, I imagine it worked very well for gaming if you want to pay for the account. But Discord is, is, is free to set up your own server in Discord, so we, we've used Discord for our video and voice chat. Uh, during the game and um, we don't I've only got one group that really uses video actively while we're playing uh, most of us just just turn the video off and use the voice so because we're, we're all eyes are on the virtual tabletop anyway most of the time so um, so so fantasy grounds paired with discord and then finally um, Facebook and how I use Facebook uh, for managing games is I just create a group for each game that I run and I invite the members to the group and that's where we share announcements and, and we can use the calendar to create events for when we're going to schedule our game sessions. And one of the things I do in addition to be able to just uh, schedule is we'll schedule an event and then after the event I'll write up a quick summary, a brief summary of what happened that session and post it in that event as a comment so that we have an ongoing journal or diary of what's happened during the campaign. And so anybody that missed a session or if, if one of us has forgotten, you know, something that's happened a while back and we need to go look for a detail, it'll be in there. 
and that that allows us to uh, to keep an ongoing journal of, of the game there uh, that people can always reference on Facebook in that group. And of course, we also share memes and 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 other things, and you know, you know chat a little bit in the Facebook throughout the week um, and the days between sessions about other stuff. So it's it's still a basic social group, social media function, but it also helps to manage the campaign. And you know, there's no limit on the number of Facebook groups you can start. Um, so if you run two or three campaigns, it's no big deal to if you're on Facebook to to start, you know, as many separate groups as you have, and and you you know the same players may be in every group, but at least that kind of helps you organize your different campaigns um, separately. Um, so those are the three tools, digital tools I use. Of course, Fantasy Grounds, you know, that would be there's only so much you can say about it in a, in a podcast. Um, there are plenty of video game, video games, <laughs> plenty of videos on YouTube where you can look and see how fan, what it looks like, and how people use it and manage it. Um, but those are my digital tools. So I thought I would do a real quick podcast, kind of as a follow up to the the rules podcast, uh, just so people have a little context of how I'm going to run the games and how I have been running games online. And uh, again, you know, we've been doing it for years before the the pandemic, and once this is all over and we're back to able to play in person i imagine i'll still be playing online because a lot of my friends that i game with don't live nearby to to actually come over and and physically be present as we play so um all right uh that's about it and thanks for listening oh and here's an afterthought and one way that the tools that you have available might affect the rules or or the, the procedures you use because I am creating this with an eye for running running it on fantasy grounds, um, the the non-human uh, species have dark vision, which is is more of a fifth edition uh, way of, of treating their ability to see in the dark. Whereas in a traditional, basic and in, in the old uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, they have infravision. So infravision is like heat vision. You, you can see heat signatures in the dark, um, but not much else. Uh, versus dark vision is you can see in the dark pretty clearly, but it's in black and white. Uh, and the reason I do that is because Fantasy Grounds, uh, in a few weeks, with one of the new fe- features it's finally getting around to releasing is changing the way player the player view sees the map, particularly in, in dungeons where there are no little to no light sources, based on their own unique visual ability. Right now, it's just everybody sees the map the same way. Uh, but but this will change it so that if, if a character has dark vision, they don't see very far. They they see in that that twenty, thirty, sixty foot radius, and the map is presented. The portion of the map they can see is presented in black and white. Versus, you can say that uh, another character is carrying a torch, and that puts a twenty foot uh, circle around them in color, but it doesn't extend as far out as the dark vision. So there, I, I'm going to to rule that the dwarves, elves, orcs goblins, gnomes, things like that have dark vision, uh, not the traditional infravision because the, the tool set available to me, tool set available to me lets me uh, work with it in the, in the on the virtual tabletop if it's treated as dark vision. So just thought I'd throw that in there as an afterthought of how um, how the tools you use or have available to you might affect the way you actually run the game. Thanks again for listening to the Arcane Alienist podcast. 
I'll be back again in the near future with another one. Take care.